into a piece of Sarah's past. Oh no. Because we were recently we I we don't were, know what this is about. <laughs> we were on the lake this past weekend. Yeah. And at the lake, um, both Sarah and her brother have mugs from their childhood, from when they played <laughs> soccer. Yes. And and your brother's mug was something like a little monsters or whatever. Like it was sponsored but, by like a, a children's yeah uh, a children's clothing store. store yeah. yeah, yeah. And Sarah, uh, her soccer team was sponsored by I swear to God, guys, <laughs> this is so on brand for Sarah. If you know our girl Sarah, she is the pinnacle. Of lawfulness. Oh my god! Our local police department was <laughs> the freaking sponsor for your soccer team. I really liked that team too. How I think that? we won that year. <laughs> Welcome to the Romcom Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You are here. You made it to us. You're listening. You probably love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we re-watch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Mike, Mike and Dave, Dave Need Wedding, wedding dates. dates. And wherever you're listening to us, please throw us a follow, subscribe. If you have never left a review, super easy and it helps more people find us, just go ahead and do that now. I'll wait. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Um, and if you ever want to reach out about anything on the pod, you want to, you know, talk more with us about something specific, Sarah responds to 100% of our DMs and even occasionally I'll dive into our DMs. Yes. And respond on occasion. Mm-hmm. But we love to hear from you there. Uh, at Romcom Rewind on Instagram, Cody sent us a message not long ago asking... And feel free to ask us questions. We love answering questions on the pod. They said, um, is there a rom-com that you felt unsure about whether you'd enjoy it or not, but ultimately liked it a lot on the pod? That's a very good question. I've got two thoughts. Not mm. that I not that I didn't think I was going to like it, but I just didn't really know what Love, Simon was about, aside from just the broad content matter of it. And I thought that was such a well-done film. Like, top to bottom, Love, Simon is fantastic. The other one I'll mention is Enchanted. Oh, I yes. thought it was going to be, like, really kitty fairy tale. And it was fairy, but it was, like, a, like a pseudo spoof on fairy tales. Yeah. It was, oh, Enchanted is just hilarious to me. I think it's fantastic. It's funny that you mentioned Enchanted because in in Cody's message, he actually mentions, mentions Enchanted as well. Oh, so, yes. Talking about... Um, oh, he's reading it now. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Meg Ryan movie, Kate yep. and Leopold. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So my pick is actually like fairly, fairly new. I mean, I could dive back into like the the, the rom-coms of the, the, la- the, the later years, but I'm going to do something new. I went into the movie after reading the reviews and reading some articles on it, ghosted the 2023 new rom-com... <laughs> Chris Evans, Anna Jarmus, and I went into it thinking I'm not going to like this because nobody else likes it. The, or, the critics or, were the critics, not nice to yeah. it. Yeah, and and a lot of the audience didn't like it either. They were expecting more. I actually really liked it. I I surprised myself at the end of that one. So there you go. If you want to ask a question, do it. At Romcom Rewind on Instagram, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates is a 2016 American romantic comedy film directed by Jake Zmanski. Jake has an interesting story. He worked for Funny or Die, and then he had a few spoof movies, Tour de Pharmacy and Seven Days in Hell. That's kind of 
uh, Dave's uh, Jake's history. But Mike and Dave need wedding dates is the story of Mike and Dave Stangle, played by Zac Efron and Adam Devine. These two are your classic family black sheep. They're... Constant antics kind of ruin every family gathering. Uh, to this end, their younger sister, Jeannie, played by Sugarland Beard, is getting married. But Mike and Dave are banned from ruining her wedding. And they're told by their parents, hey, you guys need to bring some nice wedding dates, kind of in an effort to curb their ridiculous behavior. Enter our love interests, Alice and uh, Alice and Tatiana, played by Anna Kendrick and Aubrey Plaza. As you can imagine, things don't go to plan. That's your lead in for Mike and Dave need wedding dates. What are your thoughts? Mom and dad, what's going on here? Over the years at our family gathering, you two show up and you ruin it. I want you to bring a date to your sister's wedding. We don't want you showing up stag and riling each other up. We don't rile each other up. We never get riled up. We'll shape up for you, Jeannie. This movie is hilarious. What I appreciate most about it is like the R-rated comedic writing of it and the lines. If you listen closely in the lines, like they are so like belly laugh funny. Um, the actors are great at like their timing for the jokes too. I just like, I laughed the whole time throughout this movie. And again, it's R-rated. So you know it's like a little bit raunchy, but it is so funny. And I think it, it's still funny to this day. Like I watched it, you know, back in 2016. It was funny then. It's still funny now. Again, R-rated, but funny. <laughs> yes, it's definitely like a classic, raunchy, zany, romantic comedy. You know, you think of American Pie, Super Bad, The Hangover, Road Trip, Bad Teacher. Even to an extent, like Bridesmaids and Knocked Up, I guess. But like, Bad were- Teacher is not in that mix. It's It's like raunchy, but not good. Okay. Well, but it's still a raunchy it romantic is raunchy, comedy. No? But anyway, yes, yes. Okay. Whether fine. you like it or not, right. um, it's a tried and true formula. It's things that like sometimes it hits, and this film I feel like was right in the middle of this pack. Mm. Um, you know, for example, it's better than a good luck Chuck. Oh yes, yes, definitely. The writing is a, a lot more palatable. Uh, but it's also not as like well done as a as a forty year old virgin. When I think mm. of like those raunchy rom-coms um it's 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 pretty good it's solid and fun i would actually disagree like i was never outrageously keeling over laughing i was kind of oh like that's funny (laughs) that's funny too you know just like little sensible chuckles the cast i'll agree though is amazing sag efron adam levine aubrey plaza anna kendrick all fantastic yeah um the writing and the dialogue like i just want to talk about I, I I think the character design specifically for Alice and Tat was kind of tough because clearly like they had to make these girls be like hot messes of characters. You want them to be crass and ridiculous, but you also want them to be likable. Right. And I thought there were times where like it didn't quite mix for me. Like Alice seemed like such a sweet character and then she'd be like, let's drop ecstasy. And you're like her really yeah. she yeah. um she just seemed like such I a soft see. soul yeah i can see that but yeah. Uh, th- yeah there were just times where i'm like i you know what to make this film outrageous we need to make the characters a bit more ridiculous but then when they were trying to like like have moments of a little bit more levity it, it just felt a little odd sometimes i think though if you look at the characters 
like Mike and Dave and then Tat and Alice, they are mirrors of each other, right? So like Tat is insane like Mike is. And Alice is kind and, you know, relatively calmer than that. Um, and the same thing goes for Dave, right? Yeah. Like yeah, they I definitely mirror each other, which I thought they did a really good job. I will say, yes, I do agree. But I think about Alice, but I do think that Tat brought out the crazy party from Alice. Like if you have a friend like that, that you live with and that you're always mm. partying with, you're going to follow along and you're going to do everything that they do. Everybody has right? a, a friend like Tat right? who's just like, let's drive somewhere and just stay up all night doing X, Y, and Z. And you're like, wow, that's, I, I wouldn't have thought of that for myself, but now that you're here, sure. I guess we can. Right. Yeah. Like she's along for the ride, I think. And, 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 and has learned a few things along the way. Let's draw back to Z. Let's draw, like, you know, yeah. like things like that. Like, and that's probably influenced by Tad, I would assume. Right. Yeah. It's and, just, Alice was kind of just like, she's so sweet. And then she'd be like, I'm going to make a masseuse <laughs> have sex with you or like not penetrative <laughs> sex, but like, you know, and I'm like, wow, this, I feel like this came out of left field a little bit alice um just just my thoughts but yeah. she was being very kind right oh yes she was the, being the kind. message behind alice is always kindness whereas tad is always slightly devious you know like she's there to possibly ruin someone's day and you're right same with <laughs> dave dave is really sweet he's yeah. he's pure-minded whereas mike is a little bit of a shit yes one thousand percent let's dive in so Mike is a sales rep for tequila company or a liquor company and is trying to sell at a local bar. This is the opening scene. But the the, the owner doesn't want to take it. And so he says, oh, can, if I can sell it to a customer, will you take it? And he says, sure. If you can sell it to a customer in the bar right now, I'll, I will buy your product. So Mike turns around and there's this guy sitting there with a cowboy hat on and, and it's Zac Efron it's Zac Efron <laughs> with an Australian accent <laughs> and he basically says oh will you try tequila goes oh yeah sure you know I'm not gonna do an Australian accent accent oh you should no anyway the the owner of the bar who Mike clearly goes to to sell liquor all the time knows that that's in fact his brother Dave Dave yeah they work together it, selling alcohol it is quite a funny scene this scene was like up there for me in best scenes of this movie because I thought it was just so ridiculous in the fact that it's like yeah I know that that's your brother like you guys come in all the time like, <laughs> I know who that guy is yeah, yeah. Like, he's like no I'm I just flew in from Australia it's like no dude you didn't it's a anyway. great meeting of the characters it is. It really, really, really is. Anyway, he ends up taking 10 cases of liquor. So the boys get back to their apartment and both of their parents and sister and soon to be brother-in-law are there sitting, waiting for the guys to get home. They tell the two guys that they're idiots and ruin things because they are always single and they don't have dates. Their parents even have a montage on how they ruin parties. This is like... This is our rom-com montage of the movie and it's not a dress-up montage for Sarah. No, it's no. a antics montage yes and this is my best scene oh go ahead and it's right off the bat and, and and i know you know you'd think that it was later on but no it's right here because first off it's a montage i gotta love it two i love it's like an intervention but for them to get dates so that they're allowed to go to their sister's wedding are you saying we had something to do with grandfather's death hmm he died five years after that that is a lot of guilt to put on us. Shame on you. Plus, this video only shows, like, the screw-ups. Where's the epic tracking shots of smiling faces and everybody looking at us just going, God, I love Mike and Dave. 
They made this whole party worth it. Yeah. So they are told by their parents, you have to get a date in order to come to Hawaii for Jeannie's wedding. And off the top of this, actually, so they walk in, Jeannie reveals, yeah, I'm getting married. And then immediately Mike and Dave have a bunch of questions and they do ask, and this is something that we're going to play a little game with. Or actually, I'm just going to read stories for (laughs) you. But Mike and Dave both are asking Jeannie, like, ooh, are you going to do like a wedding band? First thought, band, right? No. People want to hear the real songs. You don't want to hear a guy singing Beyonce. You just want to hear Beyonce. (laughs) I mean, I've had interesting experiences with some DJs. I yeah. think everybody has heard of an interesting story of a DJ. So I have for you best internet stories of horrible wedding DJs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this person uh, reads, uh, we went to a wedding over the summer with a, Sarah's going to love this, a breakdancing DJ. No, that's awful. He forced <laughs> A dance circle. Oh no, the dance circle. After a few people (laughs) awkwardly danced, he gets in the middle and starts break dancing. No, that's so inappropriate. (laughs) The person says, don't get me wrong. He was great, but no one wanted that. Exactly. (laughs) That is not something anyone asks for. Hey, can you go and break dance? You're the DJ. No. And I'll be honest, like, like dance circles do happen. And I do. I don't really. I don't like them because I'm not going to go in. I We no. did have one at our wedding and I will say that I did actually go in the middle but I, I it. probably was pushed in but yeah, no. Dance but like, circles, if they mm. happen organically, fine, whatever. <laughs> if the DJ's like, dance circle everybody and then he starts freaking break dancing. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Are you Nobody kidding? asked for that. You're not supposed to upstage the bride <laughs> at her own wedding and not. break dancing in her dance circle? Mm. Yeah. Um. Oh, this story reads... Um. Our DJ had to give us half the money back because our contract clearly stated, Sarah loves this too, no country music (laughs) at all at the wedding. I'm sorry. I don't like country music. I apologize to all those who do. Neither did these people. They say six (laughs) attempts to get him to stick to the agreed upon choices. (gasps) Hubby tossed him out and we used like a phone app for music like Spotify or something because he just wouldn't stop playing country music. (gasps) Good for them for kicking him out. So then they sent him the contract that he had signed and had notarized, plus the video proof to his lawyer. I guess they were taking video of him <laughs> no. just like blatantly ignoring them and playing country music. Um, wow, so lawyers were involved? Lawyers were okay, involved. that's absurd. And like he, oh my God. he had to send them a check back for <gasps> half the amount. Good for them. <laughs> this one's funny, actually, and it... it brings me to another question. This person says, I had it uh, put into the DJ's contract that if he played September by Earth, Wind, and Fire, while I was not on the dance floor, he would not get a dime. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> followed through with that on Flying Colors. He played it. The bride was not in, in the room. Okay. Uh, and and she actually made him, like, she was like, that's contractual. I'm, I'm not paying you kind of thing. No but, freaking way. But it brings me to the question, what is one song that you would say, like, I need to be on on deck when you play blank. Okay. I actually was going to say that song was at our wedding and I was on the dance floor for that song and I freaking loved it. So that is one that I would want to be on the dance floor. I don't know if I'd ever put a song contractually in. I don't know. Maybe my first dance song. Um, (laughs) you, you would hope you'd be there for that. Yeah. But yes, go girl, because that song is kick ass.
This person says, uh, we were at a wedding last summer, and during the last song of the night, the DJ came around <laughs> with like a mic in their hand and was no. trying to get everyone to sing karaoke no. to no. whatever the... Now. I assume it was like semi-sonic closing time, maybe closing. You know, oh. that is a good song to close with. Probably not. It was probably like, I don't know, something <laughs> terrible. Oh, no. Karaoke for the last song. Nobody. You're too drunk and you're just dancing free on oh the dance God. floor. Nobody, wants, Nobody wants to have karaoke as the last song. Uh, karaoke at all, for that matter. Thank you. This last one's great. It's a little <laughs> bit long, though. This person says uh, the DJ was supposed to show up two hours early. Didn't get there until 30 minutes prior. Long story short, he played the wrong song for the bridal party processional and deleted oh, so the song annoying. that was supposed to play <gasps> when I walked down the aisle. Oh, I being the That is dogs. so annoying. Uh, causing a five-minute delay in the ceremony, he was frantically trying to find uh, the right song. We ended up having to play it off a guest's phone. Oh, After the, worst. the ceremony, I had to remind him he was the MC for the event and to let him know to release people to get their food. He, I guess, forgot that. He did what? not play any of the music that we added to our playlist. We spent two hours putting that <gasps> list together as the music played was really important to us. On top of that, he was rude to anyone who tried to request a song, even the bride. He got drunk at the three-hour reception, so much so that the bartender had to cut him off. No! He, he blew over the legal limit <gasps> and he had to sit in the parking lot until he sobered up enough to drive home. <laughs> what a loser what a loser <laughs> oh my Dude, god that is so embarrassing that is like, so embarrassing like imagine being at a wedding and they're just playing random music and they're like where's the dj it's like he's sleeping in his car in the parking you just, lot you know what you are there as a professional you should know and understand when you should be cut off and not have any more drinks I actually i recently that's embarrassing oh so embarrassing. I recently heard a story like this in, in my own life of a DJ who I guess he like knew people in the wedding. So they like hired like, oh, we know this person gets totally smashed at the reception and just starts saying the most inappropriate stuff on the mic. Like wow. he implied he's like, I know these guys for a long time and and I know which one of these guys are on coke right now. And it's like, dude, the, that's so inappropriate. The family is here, man. Like, wow. why would you ever and say that? Yeah. And that's not even, even it like, yeah, not for you to say. And another red flag I heard about from that, from that same story is, um, and this is a, this might sit deep with Sarah because you have specific songs that you're like, I don't oh, yeah. want that played at my I wedding. I did not want ACDC played at our wedding. I guess this, the, 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 wedding party had given the dj like here's some songs not to play and at one point he was just like you know what this is on my not playlist but i don't care and he just played <gasps> it like what, what an asshole wow that? so disrespectful unbelievably disrespectful That's really bad what was on your no playlist uh acdc J okay and you also didn't like shaggy right Eh, I feel like that's implied, but <laughs> like, I feel like if you play that song, I mean, yeah. Is that just known at a wedding? Don't play like the shaggy cheating song. Wasn't me. Like, yeah, yeah no, I feel like that should be implied. Hinder lips of an angel. Oh my God. Baby, yeah. when I nobody wants to, nobody wants a wedding dance song to that. Like nobody, <laughs> no. Hinder, by the way, that's a great song until you really listen to the lyrics. What it's actually like, about. This is a horrible song yeah, about yeah, cheating. Yeah, and like, yeah. no, it's ACDC was not um, desired at my wedding, at our wedding, at my wedding, at our wedding. Um, oh, let's be real. It was your wedding. I was just there. I was just uh, going through the motions. <laughs> so we've established now, Mike and Dave, they got to get wedding dates here. The, the family does not want them showing up to the wedding stag because they get into shenanigans. So they, they devise a plan 
to go on Craigslist. Yes, that they need dates for wedding for their sisters, uh, for for their sister in Hawaii, and they get so many replies of girls wanting to be their dates because, of course, it's a free trip trip to Hawaii. We also meet the two girls at this point, Tatiana and Alice, and their servers. They get fired because they got drunk before their shift. Like, not a good way to start your day. Um, turns out, Alice was literally just left at the altar, though. The guys start um, responding to the ad on Craigslist and they start meeting the girls that have replied and they meet some very, very interesting people. We get our second montage of the movie and it's just random dates is the montage. It is quite funny. I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, people being uh, very desperate (laughs) (laughs) to get that free trip. A lot of weird individuals. And then we get Mike and Dave end up on the Wendy Williams show. Yes, they go on a talk show and Tatiana and Alice are watching this while the two guys are on the talk show because it's basically gone viral at this point. They are going to be the girls who go on this trip with them. So the girls are about to go and meet the guys at at the bar. And I I do wonder how they knew that they would be there. I was going to say, yeah. So their plan was, you know, anybody applying to this Craigslist Craigslist ad, like you're you're just lost in the mix. Um, we need to we need to just organically meet them, and they need good girls. So both right. Tad and Alice, they kind of you know, oh, I'm gonna pretend to be a, a teacher, and Alice is like, I'm gonna pretend to be into stockbrokers. Yeah, and, no, that and was like, yeah, that was a lot of lies there. A lot of lies, and a lot of like, I would just stick with a believable lie. Well, and we do find out at this point. As they're about to meet the guys, again, don't know how they figured out where they are, but we also find out that Tat never actually wrote to them on the Craigslist. They just, she's just, they're going to meet them organically, as you mentioned. Um, But we find out that Alice can't lie like yours truly. Sarah has a lot of trouble lying. Yeah. I would not say that I run a hedge fund ever. (laughs) Um, because numbers just are not my thing. Um, and then I wouldn't be able to come out of that lie ever. Um, but yeah, like we never actually find out. Well, I guess they, they're just servers, but yeah. Well, yeah, they had a job. Yeah, they did have a job. Yeah. And they got fired. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. My lie would not be to hedge funds. Um, as the guys are leaving the bar, cause they're actually done for the night. Tatiana runs and gets hit by a car. (laughs) Amazing way to meet somebody. That is like the ultimate disastrous meet cute. It's a perfect meet cute, Sarah, because obviously. Why is it a perfect meet cute? Well, Tat planned this. She wasn't like, she didn't just randomly get hit by them. She planned to get hit. But here are the reasons why it's perfect on Tatiana's part. That's a hit and run if you leave. (laughs) So now I am not even morally, I am legally obligated (laughs) to make sure you are okay. We need to have a conversation now. And in fact, she plays it up like Dave is saving her life. So that added bonus there, he feels like a hero. But uh, yeah, no, I I think if I'm going to like manufacture a meet cute with somebody, I would say getting hit by their car is great. What if you actually get hurt? Well, that's hey, you're rolling the dice, baby. You gotta. <laughs> oh my god, I just feel like it was a lot. So they they go back to this bar after Mike and Dave kind of save Tad, and um, I find this funny. So they're both kind of like lining up with each guy. I just remembered it was it was Mike that saved Tatiana's life. Anyway, yes, um, yes. Dave and Alice are hitting it off. 
Mike and Tatiana, I, I do want to talk about something that he says because he's asking her questions about being a teacher and Tat definitely has problems keeping up the facade. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, well, you know, what's the hardest thing about being a teacher? <laughs> and she's like, mm, I don't know, writing, teaching them to write in cursive? <laughs> is what she throws out there. Which I think is the funniest part because at this point in the school curriculum, did they teach cursive anymore? They're Where we live right now, they're just re-implementing cursive to be taught next year. Hold on. They took cursive out of the curriculum? Yes, yes. Good, because I never use cursive in my normal oh, life. Oh, I do. And you, how do you sign your name? Yeah, okay. I'm just saying they also didn't teach you how to sign your name. I did not need to learn cursive for so many years just to sign my name. All I need to know is how to sign my name. I'm just saying. You can find YouTube tutorials with... you learning to practice your name in cursive. Anyway, agree to disagree. I can find some easy YouTube tutorials about that. So I, I found... A list. I don't know if this is statistically true or if it's just a list that somebody came up with. <laughs> Hardest things to teach kids. Okay. And I mean, we're going to play a game with this. You're going to need to guess what's Ooh. on the list. Oh, but I okay. think it is like, um, okay. it's like a when it happens, it's hard to teach a kid this thing. It's not like based, you know, like what's the hardest for a five-year-old to learn. It's kind of just like. Overall, when you're teaching a kid to do a thing, this is tough. I feel like when they get it, though, it's the, probably the most satisfying thing ever. Sure. What do you think's on the list, though, Sarah? Mm. Let's get some off the board. Reading time. Like telling time. Oh, telling time is pretty high on the list. Yeah, how to tell time is five on the list. Good uh, job. How many are are these here? Well, I've got your top 40. Oh, I'm geez, just hoping Louise. you hit some. Okay, okay. What um, else you got? Tying shoes. Uh, yes. Number. It, yes, it's on the list. Um, does driving a car count? Oh, sorry. Tying shoes is number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, driving a car? Yeah. Like, is this? No, okay. we're, we're, we're thinking younger than that. Okay. Yeah. Kids. Oh <laughs> uh, God. Cutting, cutting, using scissors, like to cut something out perfectly. Am I getting oh, too specific here? Maybe too specific. All yeah. right. Um, it's like, you know, you know what? Everything's so digital now in terms of like different than when we grew up. I was going to say using a computer. <laughs> Yeah, no. Okay, I think kids um, are born knowing writing, how to use a Writing computer. people's names, like writing your name in cursive. Is that in there? No. Okay, give me some. Yeah, you're missing the easy ones. Oh, okay. Whistling. Oh, whistling. Riding yeah. a bike. Okay. Learning okay. how to swim. Oh, buttoning yeah. a button. Oh, buttoning a button real hard. Oh, writing their name is number 10 on the list, actually. My bad, my bad. Uh, how to blow your nose, tying up your hair, putting toys away, how to make your bed. Oh, okay. Teaching kids how to get dressed. Oh, Light, coloring life skills. inside the lines. Okay, that was what I was going to say, but then I went with the scissors. Yeah, I don't see the scissors anywhere on the list I here. I know, I should have gone Oh, with sharing things with other children. Mm, it's on the list. Learning, oh, do you know how to tell your left from your right? Yes. I'm shocked when adults still don't know how to do that. Yeah, I actually have a friend who has to put their hands up, and if it says like to them like an L, then they they know that that's left. That is unbelievable. I know, because like I can just know that I can automatically think, and I don't even have to. Sorry, I don't even have to think. I automatically know what's my right and what's my left. Yeah, I don't know why. Most people should. It's crazy. yeah. Uh, adding numbers, counting to 20, swinging on a park swing, helping with cooking, how to wash dishes, loading the dishwasher, life skills. stuff like that. Life skills. Right? Well, yeah. Most of what we teach kids, I hope, are life skills. <laughs> well, we hope. Kind of the idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you mean we don't want to teach them useless things? It's almost like we're trying to set them up. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and using, using a potty toilet is on the list. Anyway, keep going. So the boys end up bringing these two girls, Tat and Alice, to Hawaii to be their dates. And again, the guys think that these are good girls. When they get there... Um, Mike thinks that he's going to stay with Tat and Alice is, Alice is going to stay with Dave. But Tat basically ear screws Mike. And I was going to use a different word, but um, <laughs> and gets to stay with Alice and the two guys stay together in, in a room. So it doesn't work out as uh, Mike would have liked it. It was something. And I thought like it was something I, I thought that would immediately tip you off if you're the guy like, OK, these girls aren't as sweet as we thought they were. Tat just said some wild shit. <laughs> like, it was it was a lot. It was a lot, but maybe, you know, freaky in the sheets. Which evidently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're definitely naive when it comes to these two girls. So the boys bring the two girls to the meet and greet that night where all of the uh, the guests at the wedding are there. And Jeannie approves of the girls and tells the boys that they did a really good job. We also see that the girls meet the parents who love them. Yeah, we also meet, and this is my best scene, Cousin Terry. Played by Alice Wetterland. <laughs> yes. She is one of my favorite she people is in this. So funny. She um I love it. She, <laughs> Cousin Terry is attracted to Tatiana. Why would someone this attractive ever be with you? Are you gonna hit on my dad all weekend like bisexual Fonzie? I don't think it's gonna take all weekend. <laughs> Am I right? So you guys are cousins? She's been jealous of me since I was a little kid. What could I possibly be jealous of? Your outfit looks like Jimmy Buffett's dust ruffle. Do you guys Always do this. Okay, this is actually a very fashion-forward outfit. No, you look like the wallpaper from the Long John Silver's bathroom. Cool. I'm going to hit the buffet now while you guys do whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. And they're also very similar in terms of vibe, they in terms totally of comedy. Are. It is. It's kind of like the female version of Mike. So the next day, the girls have changed the group itinerary from swimming with dolphins to going ATVing. I would have been with the boys. I would have enjoyed swimming with the dolphins. Ooh, I mean. Just being in the water and in the ocean, I would have much rathered that. Uh, going ATVing is dangerous. So that oh wouldn't have my been my God, pick. Sarah. This scene. You are so lame. This scene is wild. Can we, hold on. I ah. want to do a quick sidebar. All right into a piece of Sarah's past. Oh no. Because we were recently we I don't we were, know what this is about. <laughs> we were on the lake this past weekend. Yeah. And at the lake, um both Sarah and her brother have mugs from their childhood, from when they played <laughs> soccer. <laughs> yes. And and your brother's mug was something like a little monsters or whatever. Like it was sponsored but, by like a, a children's Yeah, uh, a children's clothing store. store yeah. 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 And Sarah, uh, her soccer team was sponsored by I swear to God, guys. <laughs> this is so on brand for Sarah. If you know our girl Sarah, she is the pinnacle of lawfulness. Oh my god. Our local police department <laughs> was the freaking sponsor for your soccer team. I really liked that team too. How is I think we won that year. 
Like, what, what? I didn't know police departments even sponsored little league teams. Well, I don't know if they still do. And they, and they saw Sarah. They're like that one. That one's gonna be a judge one day. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta sponsor them. My favorite was the what? year that Wendy's sponsored my soccer team because after every game, we used to got we used to be able to go to Wendy's and get a uh, like a frosty. And like just just to paint a picture, we have set. How old were you? Like. I don't know, like maybe, maybe, yeah, eight or nine. To paint a picture, neon, like bright orange soccer jersey with, you know this from like late 90s, early 2000s, (laughs) like like a striped patch on the shoulders with checkerboard pattern. Yeah, yeah. You looked like a, like a. A traffic cone. (laughs) (laughs) You looked like you were in the circus a little bit. That's me. I didn't, well, not I didn't you, think of just that. The, what you were wearing, like that you, you looked like a court jester. It was very strange. That's rude. And, and sponsored by the police department. <laughs> oh my God. Um, anyway, so obviously Sarah would not agree with going ATVing. That is no, far no. too dangerous. Guys. But this scene was wild. Like the girls start off good, like good girls. And then they get crazy with their driving. Mike tries to take the jump after the girls do, which the girls killed it. And he ends up landing right on Jeannie and destroying her face before the wedding. Like, if I were the bride, that's not something that I would go and do the day before. I would go swimming with dolphins. And that's what Mike and Dave wanted to do, but they were convinced by... The girls. Allison Tapp. And we can start to see that the girls are becoming bad girls. The badness is coming out of them. It's it's seeping out. (laughs) And it seeps out even more when, you know, Jeannie... Is freaking out a little bit. Her face is all messed up. Her maid of honor is... Oh my God, she's really funny. Her maid of honor is hilarious, but she sucks. She does, yeah. Ah, your face! Shut up, Mike! You shut up, Becky. Have you seen her face? Oh, good. What? It looks like you're making meth and the bathtub exploded. (laughs) You look like burn victim Barbie. Hush it up. Mike's dad gets beyond pissed at the two boys. And Mike says, like, it was the girls. They are crazy. It is not us. We're trying to be good boys. Alice joins the bride's spa day and finds out that Jeannie didn't have a bachelorette party. And then Jeannie freaks out and she says, all I want to do is relax. So she's about to go for a massage. And Alice tells the masseuse he pays him to say, we should get Jeannie to relax extra. Give her a little treat in there, but no, like, no full penetration. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yes, I understand. Like, I can do that. And he gets right naked and he massages her. Right naked. But on butt. Yeah, we get our third. With, with vibration. We get our third montage of the movie, Sarah. And this montage is not like any of the others. It's a, like... It's a vibration montage. It's a tantric massage of orgasms is what I'll call it. Because we also get Jeannie just. <laughs> that's happening. This scene is hilarious. It's wild. Also, shout out to uh, Kumail Nanjiani who like. <laughs> he's been cast since this movie in like some superhero stuff. And people have been like, holy shit. Like he's kind of jacked. You can see it. In yeah. this scene, you're like, hey, dudes, maybe has an, a six-pack. You can see it a little bit. Good yeah. for him. <laughs> he, he's, he's been fit for a long time. We just had no idea. Yeah. And all the while, um, Tatiana goes for a steam in the steam room, and Cousin Terry is there. Oh, this is a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest. Um, Cousin Terry is talking to Tad and kind of implies 
that she can get Tat some backstage passes to see Rihanna. Yes. That they're like close or whatever. And there is an implication like, hey, if you, um, they use some pseudonyms. I'll use a pseudonym as well because I can't remember exactly what they said, but there was a flicking of the bean implied. <laughs> if you help me reach the top of the mountain, you'll get some backstage tickets to Rihanna. Um, which, of course, we know exactly what's going to happen. Mike is touring the spa premises. Looking for Tat. Not only does he find Jeannie getting massaged. Yes. Sexually by the masseuse. He also walks into the steam room and catches Tat flicking the bean with cu- Cousin Terry. <laughs> so, whole lot happening. And it was a brilliant, like, a lot scene. It like, was, a lot. was a lot. They end up fighting. Cousin Terry oh, kicks God. his ass. Super awkward. But now Mike knows... So he found out that that the person who encouraged the um, yes massaging of that nature was Alice, and he just saw Tat with cousin Terry. So he he's figured it out. The girls are bad. Yes. So Alice and Dave, and and so this this is kind of I think they're in in the bush, um, in the in. Yeah. And Alice and Dave, they share a moment together about their lives and how they feel stuck. And she even shows him how. She was left at the altar at this point. And so they're both kind of opening up Tat in her chaotic way and Alice in her kind way. Um, And she's really connecting with Dave on that side of things. Tat and Mike are now talking in the lobby and Tat gets caught in their lie, in the girl's lie, and tells Mike that they saw them on the Wendy Williams show and they wanted a free vacation in Hawaii. There it is. Yes. So when Dave and Alice are having their moment together, Mike comes running over, telling Dave he needs him now. Dave rushes over, leaving Alice stuck in a tree and Dave draws, sorry, and Mike draws a line in the sand and tells him that the girls coming on this trip was all a lie. They just wanted a vacation. They didn't even really want to be with us on this trip. So Dave says, like, so what that they lied? He tells Dave that he saw Tatiana, um, you know, In the steam room with Terry. Canoodling. And then his sister with the masseuse. This is what... um, This is what Mike tells Dave. And Dave then is like, oh my God, he's appalled now. So they kind of just like let it go. They don't really say anything to the girls. They don't confront them. But at the rehearsal dinner, Alice gives Jeannie ecstasy and tells her that she deserves to have fun since she didn't have a bachelorette party. This is... Which Such is a bad idea. Like th- th- this film did kind of hit a level of absurdity. And this was the moment when I'm like, who, who in the right <laughs> mind would do that? Yeah. The day at the rehearsal dinner again, the day before your wedding. I don't know why you do that. So what I wanted to find were stories of like worst bride mishaps, specifically like people getting inebriated at the wedding, mm, like too inebriated. Yes. I found some stories, not all of them are kind of like that, but it's just kind of like worst wedding mishaps. Do you want to hear them? I do. Okay, all right. This first story, wedding photographer says that um, easily the worst was, uh, I was at this wedding where the father of the groom, apparently entirely sober, gave a 10-minute toast that devolved into openly complaining. Do you know where this is going? No, but okay. just the word complaining. <laughs> Openly complaining that his son got to have sex with the bride and he did. Oh, no. Yeah. That's disgusting. <gasps> oh. And it wasn't like like 
uh, a joke about how pretty she was. It was just like lamenting how growing old and Ew. women didn't find him attractive anymore. Oh, well, you sure as shit not going to find him attractive anymore. Who wouldn't be able to pick up anybody at this wedding? Well, and, and trying to pick up your daughter-in-law. That's or your gross. Daughter-in-law yes. No, no, no. <laughs> but that that's gross. But maybe there was some, you know, older woman at there that he could get. Uh, yeah, sure. Not well, anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Um, this person says, not my story, but my friends. And actually, it was at her cousin's wedding reception when the guests sat down at the tables everyone had an envelope on a plate with pictures of the bride in a compromising no. position with the best man <gasps> the bride had cheated on the groom oh when but when they were dating and no. when they were engaged and he found out shortly before the wedding so he basically just <laughs> grabbed a bunch of Wait. photos put them in envelopes and left them on the table did he go through with the wedding obviously not no. Okay. Oh my god, I was going to say whoa. No, yeah. Oh my god. Exactly. Um That's insane. <clears throat> my significant other's parents witnessed this at an Irish wedding. The groom, oh, this is a similar one, held a toast thanking the best man for doing so much for him. Oh no. And anything he asked for. And then a long pause. And he ended that with, but I don't remember asking you to <gasps> f- And then he walks out. Wow. That's insane. It happens more often than you think. Adultery. I guess. Um, This story, the groom ran full sprint around the wedding reception hall, double fisting bottles of beer. He slipped on the ground and dislocated (laughs) both of his hips. Oh, no. (laughs) That's awful, but I can't stop laughing. (laughs) His father popped them both back in while the groom screamed through tears. Oh, that's awful. But he was still clutching the beers the whole time. So picture like a grown man drunk at his own wedding crying. I dislocated my hips, but he's still got both beers in his hand. Like he should go and get his hips checked. (laughs) Yeah, I think. He should should probably get his bones checked. Yeah. This person says my mother in the middle of the reception proceeded to tell people I married the wrong person. And named who I should have married. Oh, that's awful. And, and there's more. And that the other woman was a guest at the wedding, so it's like he should have married that girl over oh, there instead. Yeah, my God, yeah. that's awful. And the last one, uh, a priest was asking the groom. So the, the priest is doing the ceremony, and he asked the groom if his new bride and his mother, who was seated in the first row, if they were both drowning in a river, and he could only save one. Oh no! Who would he save? What? I know. What? That's morbid. And the priest refused to proceed with the ceremony until a choice was made. What? I know. Oh my God. What? That's like, what? What a weird I'm like, my mind is blown right now. That is such a weird question. Just going, going rogue here. Like why? Like what is this testing? Yeah, I know. I know. Like, like what does this have to do with like, uh, what? I also don't really know priests to like throw. What's the right answer? There. Like, if you had a superpower, what would you? What would your superpower be? Like, it's a wedding, dude. Like, just marry us, please. Oh my god, that's so weird. By the way, there is a right choice. What is the right answer? Your spouse. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You gotta say that. Because yeah. yeah. then you're maybe not ready to be married. I don't know. I don't know what that answer is. Yeah, like, what well, the explanation would be, If you said right? the wrong thing, what's the priest going to do? Like, can't marry you guys and just, like, dips out? So Alice and um, <laughs> Jeannie 
are in the midst of just an ecstasy driven. They are. Everything. They're having a great time letting all of the horses free. This was almost my best scene because <laughs> just let them all free. And I'm like, this is such a bad idea. Oh, I'm like, you're letting yeah. them all out. Um, she also tells Alice. So Jeannie tells Alice that she thinks that Eric, her, her soon to be husband is boring and that she wants to see the world. And she feels like he's, he's not adventurous enough for her. Um, all the while back at the ceremony or rehearsal dinner, cousin Terry gets up and does her speech and Mike and Dave behind stage start having a fight with each other. Dave tells Mike that he is nuts and that he has decided to quit the liquor business to work on his graphic novel full time. When Terry asks to be turned up, like the mic to be turned up, the best man accidentally turns on the mics that Mike and Dave are wearing backstage. Everyone hears them argue about their lives and about how Tat, you know, um, was in the steam room with Terry. I never know how you to say it because really I don't want to say no, it. No, no, no. I'm just trying to be like PG. Like I'm trying not to like, you know, say what they did blatantly. What, what did they do, Sarah? <laughs> Flick the bean. Um, and how Jeannie. Local police department, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, no, I just, I'm trying to be PG for anybody who listens with their children. God. And how Jeannie got off from the masseuse. From her massage earlier that day or Very the day before. Correct. Yes. yes. Thank you. So <laughs> we all kind of see that Mike and Dave have again ruined the wedding. Eric is there, but he can't find Jeannie anywhere. So Tat and Mike at this point have a heart to heart after all of this. And Dave finds Jeannie and Alice frolicking by the horses naked. He asks her if she's tripping and she says, oh, good God, yes. And he tells her that Mike was right about them. So Dave at this point is like, you know what? I thought you were a good girl with like, you know, some edge, whatever. That's fine. But like, really, you know what? Mike was right about you. You we thought you guys were nice girls. In front of all the guests, Jeannie and Eric at this point hash things out. Eric says, you are clearly on drugs and you had a special massage. And she says, Alice got me that special extra treat for my massage. And <laughs> he's like, who are these girls that your brothers brought to this wedding? And then she says, you know what? I'm scared and tells him that she's worried he's going to be boring and then has called off the wedding at this point. Dun, dun, dun. Mike and Dave decide the next morning as they're packing that they're in the wrong and that they're going to fix the situation and they're going to get this wedding back on. Tat and Alice also realize that they totally messed up this wedding, everyone's lives, and really need to figure their shit out. And that everyone basically hates them and that they're also going to save this wedding. The guys get to Jeannie and Eric's room to say that they're sorry and they want to fix things. And the girls also get there saying the exact same thing. Eric says, you know what? I am not a boring person and then starts to list off very safe and boring things that he does with a little edge, like going to see two movies and only paying for one, but then paying for the other after. I feel like he is like my, he's my person. He is. You, um, you guys should be getting married, to his, be quite honest. His stocks are in aggressive investments. Whoa, watch out for this guy. <laughs> but it turns out that Jeannie really wanted to go out on this hot air balloon trip as their honeymoon, but he just wanted to go on a beach and sit and relax. He actually ended up buying the hot air balloon trip and bought them a really long time ago, and the wedding is back on. The four of them, Mike, Dave, Tat, and Alice... Decide that they're going to save the wedding. They go find a venue, all the vendors, and the wedding is a success. 
Mike asks Tat to be his new partner in the liquor business because Dave is moving on and doing more of the graphic novel pieces. And uh, we do find out kind of like I think like Dave and Alice are now together. They kind of make out. And Mike and Dave go on stage after their sister thanks them for everything that they did. And they do the song You Are So Beautiful. <laughs> and then it turns into a a little bit of like a um, grinding thing with the other two girls when they come out. And they sing and dance to This Is How We Do It. And the four of them go on stage. And um, yeah, it's no longer sweet. It's no longer sweet. Um, there is a fireworks thing that where the fireworks just go get out of control. Yeah. Which is kind of like, I'll be... I'll, I didn't necessarily love this because it's kind of like I thought everybody learned a lesson. We had all these right. lovely character arcs. And then it's like, we're still doing weird fireworks shit. No, again. my understanding of the end of the movie was, no, you used to have just Mike and Dave. And now you have Mike, Dave, Alice and Tat to deal with. Well, that's family. exactly it. Like nobody <laughs> learned anything. No, we thought we learned. No. Our, no, no, we did not. You just added two more to the group. We added more of a mess to this <laughs> yes, equation. Yeah, exactly. Actually- <laughs> think is so funny (laughs) (laughs) sarah loves it quick facts this is the debut theatrical feature film directed by jake zamansky this movie is based off of a book the book is called mike and dave need wedding dates and a thousand cocktails The movie's opening credits state that this film is based on a true story, sort of, and was inspired by the real-life stories of Mike and Dave Stangle. In October 2013, they placed an ad on Craigslist seeking dates for their cousin's wedding. They described their ideal date as attractive, or ants will judge you, but not too attractive, or one of our uncles might grope you, easygoing, as we'll probably make up flattering lies about you on the spot, and preferably sisters, but we'll take friends or even enemies. They also needed to own their own dresses because we don't have any. The ad continued, we're both in our 20s, single, dashingly tall, Anglo-Saxon, respectfully athletic, love to party, completely house-trained, relaxed, passionate, smell great, have cool hair, clean up nice, boast great tie collections, will promise to shave, love our mother, have seen love actually several times, controversial, pro... provocative, short-sighted with a big picture mentality, raw, emotional, sensitive, but still bad boys. Okay, we have a number of both red flags and green flags in those. Totally. Um, It was a lot for me to read. Like, as I, I, like, (laughs) I almost kept laughing throughout it. Like, great that you watched Love Actually. Weird that you just, how did they describe (laughs) their haircuts? Have cool hair. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> respectably athletic is a fun, it is fun description too it it's is. like we're not af- we're not that athletic but we're good enough <laughs> yeah the year that real life mike and dave took out this Cra- uh, craigslist ad uh was in 2013 and the craigslist ad received about six thousand responses wow the real life mike and dave stangle make a cameo during the scene when cousin terry offers to be the middle of a sandwich between two men that walk by Oh, so we could, do we see their hair in that? We can just, we can decide if they have cool hair or not. Filmed on location at Hilton Hawaiian Village and the Holiday Hotel in Hawaii, Turtle Bay Resort is the same hotel that was featured in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. The cast and crew actually stayed here during filming. I actually thought it looked familiar. That's funny. According to the Times Union website, the Stangle Brothers Real Life Craigslist ad went viral, got them on the Today Show, and created such a stir that the brothers quickly found themselves with a book and a movie deal. A possibility, a possibility alluded 
uh, to in the original posting. The Stangles said, if this happens, we refuse to let Ashton Kutcher play either of our characters. However, we will consider him for a supporting role. <laughs> Upon learning that he had booked the role, Adam Devine undertook specialized training to gain muscle in order to look like the brother of Zac Efron. During filming, the two would constantly work out together, a strategy that also strengthened their brotherly connection. Anna Kendrick used a body double for her nude scene. Zac Efron and Adam Devine sing the song at the end credits. TJ Miller was offered a role in the film, but turned it down to do Deadpool instead. Deadpool, great, by the way. The rights to the real life Mike Stangle and Dave Stangle wedding date story were sold for a seven-figure amount to the 20th Century Fox studio. Jeannie is Mike and Dave's little sister, but Sugarland Beard, who plays her, is actually older than both Adam and Zach in real life. The ATV jump scene and the wedding ceremony were filmed at Kualoa Ranch in Oahu. The ATV scene was filmed in the same valley as Jurassic Park from 1993 and Jurassic World in 2015. Actor Adam Devine got food poisoning at one point during principal photography in Hawaii. And the name engraved on the competition trophy read Stangle Champs. The film was made and released about a year after its source book called Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates and A Thousand Cocktails um, by the real Mike Stangle and Dave Stangle had first been published in 2015. The interior of of the New York restaurant that the girls are working at called Sake Bombers was actually filmed in Oahu restaurant um, Shokudo. I hope I said that right. Third comedy cinema movie of Zac Efron that debuted in 2016. The first uh, released film was Dirty Grandpa in 2016. And the second released picture was Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. I didn't know it was Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. That's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. this scene, and they're all movies that are along the same lines, I find. Yes. Like just chaotic. He kind of was really in a groove of like, here's the guy I'm going to play for yeah. the next couple of years. <laughs> The scene where Jeannie and Eric do a hand slap routine before they kiss is a nod to Anna Kendrick's song Cups from the movie Pitch Perfect. The period of principal photography on this picture ran for about two and three quarter months, running between late May 2015 to mid-August the same year. Adam Devine is at least six years older than his character played in this movie, Mike. An episode of Adam Devine's television series, Adam Devine's House Party in 2013, shot in one of the same locations of this film, the Turtle Bay Resort in Oahu, Hawaii, in the U.S., and also had a wedding storyline. The plot summary for the Wedding in Paradise episode reads, when Adam finds out that the stand-up venue is booked for a wedding, he convinces a comic to marry him and introduces performances from Chris Garcia, Jacob Williams, and Megan Gailey. The movie actually has no references to Pitch Perfect, but at the very end of the movie, Tatiana, Alice, Dave, and Mike are singing This Is How We Do It. The song uh, came up as one of the songs in the Laser Ninja Dragon League in Pitch Perfect 2. Adam <laughs> Devine and Anna Kendrick both starred in the Pitch Perfect movies. Right. We all know about the Laser li- uh, Ninja League in Pitch Perfect 2. <laughs> we, right. do, we do, actually. Well, I we do. D- we did watch that we movie, did. but I do not remember that specifically. It's when like they do the sing-off kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's when, that's when all the Green Bay Packers... Yes, ju- yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it's so funny you talk about that because, because Anna Kendrick's character is so different, Yeah, I never even put two and two together that Adam Devine and Anna Kendrick... That they're in this and also starred in Pitch Perfect. Oh, yeah. It never connected for me. 
Anna Kendrick's character pretends to be a T-Rex during the Jurassic Park RV tour, just like her character in the movie Mr. Right from 2015. Actor Branscombe Richmond uh, from the Lorenzo Lamas TV series Renegade appears briefly as a barbecue chef shortly before the wedding scene. This is the second movie that Aubrey Plaza simulates having sex with a lead actor before the end credits roll. In Dirty Grandpa, she's on top of Robert De Niro, and in this movie, she's on top of Adam Devine. The movie in some territories opened on the same day as The Legend of Tarzan. An early Daily Mail article publicized Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, uh, published on the 17th of June, 2015, likened star Zac Efron to Tarzan character headlining, He's a real-life Tarzan! Zac Efron flexes his incredible rippling muscle while swinging through the jungle with co-star Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Photography of both Efron and Adam Devine was taken of them swinging on the ropes into a lake in Hawaii, as Tarzan is well known to do. Screenwriters Brendan O'Brien and Andrew J. Cohen also co-wrote the same year's Neighbors 2 Sorority Rising, which again stars Zac Efron. The wedding in this movie was not originally going to be set in Hawaii, but was going to be set in Napa, California. In real life, the nuptials Mike and Dave went to were held in Saratoga, New York State. Mike and Dave need wedding dates in High School Musical 3, Senior Year, tie for the longest ever title for a Zac Efron cinematic movie with six words in the title apiece. Sugar Lynn Beard tried to do a practical joke by walking through the hotel with her ATV injury makeup on to get a reaction from people. The joke backfired when people tried to rush her to a doctor despite her insistence that the injury was fake. A complaint was lodged and she even got a phone call from the studio executive for her prank. Wow. Actress Sugarland Beard said of the filming of the massage sequence with actor Kumail Nanjiani, I hope I said that right, uh, in an interview with Complex Pop Culture, we were naked together for a really long time, and as you can see, that's not digital. Our butts are rubbing up against each other. But he was such a professional. He had a sack, a little bag that goes over his wang, and there's a lot of sliding, so sometimes the bag would get loose. By the eighth hour, I was like, who cares? Just let it go. And Kumail was not having it. He was such a professional, unlike me. Just rub your dick on my back. What do I care? But that day, I laughed so much. I'm normally pretty good about keeping it together, but that day, I just couldn't do it. Thank goodness I'm having like convulsion, convulsion orgasms in that scene because I'm laughing actually worked as I was underneath him. Wow, that's a lot. I, yeah. I I always wonder, I think everybody wonders about sex scenes. You're like, okay, what's digitally added? Yeah. Well, because often they just wear like nude underwear. Exactly. And you can't really, but that was that was genuine butt on butt. Butt on butt. And that was <laughs> something almost popped out on Camille's side. Yeah. Mike and Dave recreate the iconic what's in the box scene from 7, 1995, with Zac Efron asking in the manner of Brad Pitt, what's a push pop? The name of the adult movies mentioned that had uh, a title that were spoofs of Ghostbusters and The Godfather was Cockbusters and The Rodfather. Honorable mentions. Okay, my honorable mention is the epic parties montage at the very beginning of the movie that their parents um, have put together that they ruined and then and how they ruined these parties. Okay. That is my honorable mention. Lovely. My honorable mention, okay, I, I want to talk about a few things. We've talked about this before, though, about how I feel like Adam Devine, he doesn't look like him, but when he talks, the jokes he makes, the kind of comedy he delivers, I think Adam Devine is just young Jack Black. Oh! Okay? I want everybody to sit and just think about it for a moment. 
they, they just feel yes. like the same person. And in fact, I will still agree. There was a, uh, a TikTok thing a little while ago talking about actors who were written in the same font. The okay. idea being like, these are the same people. It's just somebody like, you know, you're a Times New Roman versus a whatever. <laughs> Valencia. Exactly. Or I think that's that's a filter. Never mind. Yeah, um. That is a filter. Yeah. So so I, I want to talk about like the list of just actors and actresses who are written in the same font as other okay. actors and actresses on the list is your guy. I, I I did not come up with this. Somebody else came up with it. Michael Sarah. Oh. Jesse Eisenberg. And Andy Samberg. All written in the same font. I don't know. They're just a similar vibe of guys. I think Michael Sarah and Jesse Eisenberg for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. It's Andy Samberg. See, here's the thing. Sarah finds Andy Samberg attractive. I do. I don't find Michael Sarah attractive. So she cannot admit that he's similar to Michael Sarah. Yeah, exactly. All right, here we go. We we found you. (laughs) Um, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Mm. Harrison Ford. All written in the same font. Yes, similar. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, similar, not the same, but similar. How about this? Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. Adam Driver. Yep. Alan Rickman. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Especially because Adam Driver is apparently going to be playing Severus Snape in I the think upcoming that's like, Harry Potter. I, I hope so. I feel like lots. I think that's like I. Okay, I've read a lot about that, but I don't know if it's the fans pushing that. If they're going to do it, like my biggest thing with this, and this is totally off topic, but if they're going to do this, because literally the movies are only 20 years old. Yeah. We grew up with those movies. I think we're both on the same page. If they're going to do it, do it right. Well, I I was going to say the first thing is you just shouldn't be doing it. Exactly. Because like, why? This isn't that old. No. This isn't like, you know what I hate about Spider-Man and Batman is that that we've we've seen their parents die a million times because they keep on redoing those stories. I don't need to see. There's a lot about those movies that don't need to be redone 80,000 times. One of which is like the parents dying. But yes, that is. Yeah, it's exact along. Exactly. They could have done so many other things in the Harry Potter verse, but they chose to redo all of the movies again. I don't know. Just not my thing. Yeah. And there, there's so many more. There's like Dax Shepard and Zach Braff. Oh yeah. Um, there is Margot Robbie, Mm -hmm. Jamie Presley, Samara Weaving. Yes, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, so many. Anyway. Cool. That's my honorable mention. I like that. What should have beens? I wish, okay, so in the same this same year, like I mentioned in the quick facts, Zac Efron had a few raunchy comedies come out as well. Um, the Neighbors thing. The Neighbors, and then the Grandpa movie with Robert De Niro, <laughs> uh, Bad Grandpa. Um I think I would have liked to have seen, because I just think it would have been really, really funny, a sequel where it's the brother's wedding, but they do like a dual wedding, like a double wedding. Oh. You know? Oh. And it just be like- I don't hate this, Sarah. You know, and like a chaotic mess. Like, I just think it would have been really funny. Wow. There was something there, you know? I'll be honest. I did not see that coming. Mm. I don't disagree with it, Mm, though. I'm I'm a little interested. Yeah. Okay. I think that would have been really fun. My what should have been is, well, first, we, we should have talked about this earlier, is first what I'll say about my what should have been. Um, it's kind of the the career that could have or should have been. We would remiss, Sarah, if we didn't mention where Sugar Lynn mm. Beard, who plays Jeannie, comes yep. from. Okay. Now, a lot of you on the RCR fam, uh, a lot of you are actually in the United States. 
Um, many of you listen around the world, and I'm not trying to like pump our own tires or anything. I'm just trying to <laughs> just trying to give context that we live here in Canada. Yes. And Sugarland Beard was actually a big part of our childhood. Okay. That, do you remember this, Sarah? Um, no. So she was, and you know what? I'll, I'll put it in the um in the show description, like a little okay. YouTube video I'm about to play. Okay. She was so like um she, she was one of the main co-hosts. Mm-hmm. On YTV's <gasps> The Zone. Oh my God, The Zone! From yes. 2001 to 2007. She was on it for six years. Oh my God, no, you're right. You know what? Her squeaky voice. Her squeaky voice. I remember. And, and if you live outside of Canada, that's like a, like a TV oh channel, like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, yeah. the Disney yeah. Channel. Kind of like that. Here in Canada, like we had those and we had our own version of them. Right. Uh, ran all the same stuff digimon mm-hmm. dragon ball z Samurai yeah yeah Jack. it was just like they kind of did it in between the shows it was like a little like after school talk show and before so straight up this is this is from 2002 we're we're coming out of uh digimon hey my ladies and my gentlemen as you guys can see i've changed wardrobe now all day that is today, we've been making t-shirts oh. here in the zone something that i really enjoy More doing i love taking time and writing my name across the front of my shirts or the back of my, <laughs> oh my shirt God. just so that people know it's me you know it's a sugar all over my clothes and now. just to set Please, the scene I- we've got a massive the zone logo in the bottom corner there's like oh construction God. light animation yes. around her there's her on a screen on the left and on the right is literally the the outro credits for digimon digital oh. monsters oh my god no that voice yeah, right. It's that squeaky voice. She always sounded like this. But she turns it. She either either she turned down her squeak for this movie or turned up her squeak for YTV. I don't know. For that, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. But like, it's squeakier. Remind you guys about something that's coming on tonight at eight o'clock. It is the first of four. Um, Dragon Ball Z. Special. Oh, it's Dragon now, Ball Z, guys. <laughs> Ball Z. Oh be- my so God. that that's what Sugar Lynn Beard used to do. She used to be a Canadian children's show co-host and would literally like pass it, like talk for two minutes and pass you off to like, and now here's Dragon Ball Z. Guys. I actually <laughs> really liked her, but her voice was really squeaky. I will say, however, her in this movie, I actually want her to do more movies because I thought she was really good. Like she is not a bad like actor. Like oh, she's I great. thought yeah. she was great. And I think she would be great in movies like, you know, 27 dresses across from Katherine Heigl as the little sister. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, you know, like those or, or, or I mean, maybe, you know, maybe she could carry a whole rom-com. Like, I don't know, but I think definitely um, she should be given the chance. Overall rewatchability. So I've got chemistry, a 3.28. It was good. Storyline, a 2.3. And I'll jump ahead to imagination, a 2.85. Like, it's a raunchy romantic comedy, which, like I said off the top, it was good, but it's like a tried and true thing. There was, literally, we talked about it, Zac Efron literally did another raunchy romantic comedy the very same year this came out. Uh, Thirst Factor, a solid four, though gorgeous human beings in this soundtrack of 3.1 mostly because of that dance number at the end and she's right down the middle at 2.5 there were some cheesy moments that were really satisfying and then there are cheesy moments that just didn't really totally hit for me so this film is a 3.005 for dev it's just on the cusp of three over 
What's that? You went three over. Yeah, well, because I wanted to. It's not just a three. It's a three point zero zero five. <laughs> We're very specific here on the Rom Com Rewind podcast. Oh my god! And I want to let you know because because in my mind, three is the cusp of okay, this is good, and it right. just makes it in the okay, this is good. Yeah, territory. Okay, my rewatchability is as follows: chemistry three point five, storyline three point five. Because you know what the three point the the storyline three point five because like they turned this over into a movie from like a book or from like it happening on Craigslist in like not even two years I think that's genius I guess yeah yeah thirst factor four point seven yes they're gorgeous imagination three point eight soundtrack three point five cheese three like you said there was some good cheese some bad cheese but like overall there was more good cheese than bad cheese okay for me for an overall score of three point six six out of five. Wow, that's a higher score. You know what? That's okay, though. Like, differing opinions on romantic comedies. That's what this podcast is all about. For a raunchy, right? Like, I found it funny. Like, I found it, uh, yeah, I found it fun. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Is there, if there's anything you've heard on this pod that you're like, ah, I've got opinions. Well, then tell us your opinions. On Instagram, at Rom-Com Rewind. Thanks for listening.